This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by that fungus that grows on your cheese. That fungus, it's edible. That's what the globalists want you to think. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental tackle, intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. I am your host, Tab Burton. With me today, extremely famous YouTuber, Tony from Hack the Movies. Hello, Tab. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. <laughs> How, what's it like being in the city of brotherly love, knowing that you're a bunch of fucking losers to some <laughs> Missouri backwoods hicks? I, I don't watch. Uh, I didn't watch. I wasn't there. I'm, I'm technically outside of Philly, but the last time when they won the last time, uh, the fireworks were going off everywhere. And I, and like, again, we're a little bit outside of Philadelphia and people were going yeah. nuts. So I was, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I was at home. I was like cleaning the house. I was watching some movies. So I'm like three quarters of the way through RoboCop 2. It's like yeah. 9, 45, 10 o'clock. And all of a sudden I start hearing boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I guess, uh, I guess Kansas City won the Super Bowl. Because I'm not like, I'm the other side of the state. But, you know, yeah. out in the Midwest, it's like, uh, we're in the same state as them. That's our team. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, a bunch of people I know are upset. Because <laughs> they did. Did you do any rioting? Did you get in on any of the, the post? No, again, rioting? I don't live in the city. I would love to do some rioting. I never got to do any rioting. I remember, uh, well, these weren't riots, but the peaceful protests from like 2020. Uh, I really wanted to go into the city and peacefully protest, but I didn't want to bring my car, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to take the train in and they shut the trains down because they knew assholes like me wanted to go into the city to peacefully protest. I wanted to protest yeah. a brick through the Apple store for every time I had an iPhone that said it had 20% left and then died a second later. I wanted to protest in that store so goddamn hard. You'll never, you'll never experience that. So I got a new phone this week. This has a 9,600 yeah. 9, milliamp hour battery. This thing oh, weighs Jesus. like, it weighs a ton. I mean, I think it could <laughs> hurt a child if I dropped this phone on them. Um <laughs> But it's got infrared. It's got an infrared uh, heat detection predator vision camera built into it that I've mm -hmm. been playing with almost nonstop and just draining the battery down because it <laughs> eats battery like a motherfucker when you run that camera and it's totally worth yeah. it. I'm like walking around my house. I'm like, huh? This wall is colder than that wall, probably because it's an exterior wall. <laughs> <laughs> just looking like, for just excuses. Yeah, confirming shit I already know. Are you like microwaving meals just to see how hot they get? I'm not doing that because I don't actually own a microwave. Ah, uh, yeah, I've made it. I've made it uh, eight months without a microwave. I'm pretty proud of myself. Oh shit! I don't yeah. know if I've ever gone a day without a microwave. Yeah, I mean, I've used the one at work a couple of times, but like oh. at home, at home, I just warm stuff up by putting it in a pot on the stove. It turns out way better. It better be an electric stove or so help me God tab. Oh, it's a gas stove. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, they're coming for me, Tony. They're coming for yeah. me. Well, you uh, at, least, uh, at least I know you're not playing that wizard game or else we'll be in real trouble, okay? 
That's true. I'm not playing that wizard game and not because I'm not transphobic, but mostly because I don't, I don't have a lot of time for video games and Harry <laughs> Potter is like, so I read the, I read the books, you know, yeah. we were kids, everyone was reading them. And I so, didn't read them. Oh, really? No. Oh, well, every, we like my, my whole family was reading them. It was crazy. And so the seventh book came out and I went to the midnight release because I had a bunch of friends that were going to midnight release. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Hey, you get to hang out with your friends until midnight. And we were in high school. Yeah. And so it was like, Oh, cool. This will be fun. So we just like palled around borders. Cause it was still borders at the time. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's now completely out of business that, but, uh, waited for the book to come out. Since I didn't have a reservation, I was like at the bottom of the line. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there on the curb and I'm like, uh, maybe I should just go home. And then these people walk out and I was like, hey, can I have your wristband? And the kid like <laughs> takes his wristband off and then I kind of like lightly tape it back together. And I <laughs> I drape my jacket over my arm and I walk in the line and I'm like, and it was a it was a B. It was like a color and then a letter. And it was yeah. a B and the I and they were calling for D and I was like, yes, I have a D D wristband. And I just show them the wristband for half a second. They're like, yeah, you can get in line, sir. <laughs> Bought the book way ahead of the time that yeah. I would have been there. Read it that same day, finished it. <laughs> it was fucking awful. I was just like, wow, this book sucks. And I put it down and I never watched another movie or like <laughs> re went back and reread any of the books. It was just like, this is completely out of my system now. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't read any of the books. I, I didn't watch a lot of the movies till way later because I was kind of people I was dating. I was like, all right, let me finally watch these. I had no interest in it. I only reviewed the first movie on my show and I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. Uh, But no, my favorite thing to do right now is to go on Twitter and pretend I'm a hero for not playing the game and just proudly boast about like, hey, guys, I'm really not playing that game. Uh, Like my new favorite thing is to. Act noble and and proud of things I was or wasn't going to do anyway. Yeah. So I'm just like on the highest of high horse about like I, you will never catch me playing that wizard. And like the thing is like my fans get it, but there are people who are seeking out people on Twitter to have arguments with. Oh, and so it's mostly right wing people that are just like you fucking loser, you're missing out. I'm like I'm like listen, I've never played a Harry Potter game my entire <laughs> life. I'm not about to start now. I think I played the first two movie games. I think I had them like on, on PC and I remember playing those a bunch. Yeah. That was like the only, that was the game my parents was, parents were willing to buy me. Like it's based on those books that like are good. Yeah. Let's, you can play this game. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just, I still just don't care about Harry Potter. It's just real funny. Like for once I, I'm not, I'm tab. I'm not problematic anymore. I'm, I'm a left leading social justice warrior on Twitter. It feels great. It feels great. How many, just pe- bragging how many people about have not playing you a snowflake? Huh? How many people have called you a snowflake? Uh, I'd have to, I have to count. <laughs> but it's funny because I play a video game. I have uh, friends who are playing the game, and I'm just like being real assholes to them. Like I rated my friend on Twitch yesterday, and I'm like, go into his chat and tell him that he's evil for playing this evil Harry Potter game. <laughs> so, I, the so the ideological battle lines we've drawn over just stupid media. Yeah, I can never I imagine someone this being like someone because the other crazy thing about the Harry Potter fans, right, is that 
so Star Wars was taken over by J.J. Abrams, and I yeah. just I put all my Star Wars stuff in a box and I threw it in a dumpster. <laughs> right? I was just like, I will jettison that whole aspect yeah. of my personality and belief. And nowadays, when people talk about Star Wars, I'm like, oh, I've never seen it because it's just an easier yeah. conversation. It's just it just kills that conversation dead in the water. Boom! Yeah. Star Wars conversation over, and then we move on. I feel like there's a lot of arrested development with people our age. That is and true. like, I think like talking about like actual politics and stuff is and world events is like scary to them. So well, they just want to talk about those things through the eyes of like Star Wars and Harry. Like they want to fight over Harry Potter instead of like actual adult shit. And all, but I also don't want to talk about those things. But those people don't yeah. have a personality. Like there's there's nothing going on under the surface. Like you can't talk about what you do for your work. You don't have hobbies. Mm-hmm. You don't have like interesting things you go do with people you're you're, so they just like they latched onto that and now they can't they can't let it go they they they're stuck in that like cognitive dissonance of i hate jk rowling because she's a turf and but this is like the whole representation of my childhood and i can't just like let go of it i can't let that core memory be well i I hated J.K. Rowling because she made some stupid thing that I didn't like and made the fans were all assholes. And now I hate J.K. Rowling because she's better at pissing off Harry Potter fans than I am. And I spent a lot of time pissing off Harry Potter fans. And I'm like, who does she think she is stepping onto? Who does that turf think she is stepping onto (laughs) my my turf? turf. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, well, what but else yeah, have you been up to since your last episode? Uh, I have a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on that I can't really talk about, but I am working really hard on getting my calendar ready for the year for all the upcoming reviews. I'm trying to be more consistent with uh, all my content. I'm trying to twitch a little bit more, get more stuff on my Patreon, guest on more podcasts. So that's what I've been. Go- that's what I've been up to behind the scenes. Nothing too crazy. That's fun. I'm about been, to move. I've started taking stuff down because I'm about to move. So that's great. I've been stuck in uh show hell the last couple yeah. of weeks. It's just been like one after another, after another, after another. So we started a load in on a show today and I, we pulled one of the trap platforms out, which yeah. I've never done that before. I, well, I didn't when I was in college, but I wasn't present for that part. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of cool today. Like take. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram. The, this whole piece of deck out and then we just have a four by eight hole right now in the <laughs> floor that's blocked off by tables and cones because you know you'd think you walk into a space right and there's a giant hole in the floor and you'd be like holy shit there's a hole in the floor but people yeah. walk into a, into a space just be like and then step right off into the fucking thing and then i get called and they're like what someone just walked into a hole like yeah it's a four by eight hole with light coming out of it so. Speaking of uh, falling off a stage, did you see that uh, viral clip of that comedian falling off the stage? I had to, Oh, yes, I did. He's like Where he's ta- back and forth. He's talking about pegging and how it isn't gay. And as soon as he says pegging's not really gay, he just fucking falls <laughs> off the stage and plants. I'm like, that was tw- that twice in like however many months. The funniest thing a stand-up comedian did was fall on accident. There's that the, guy, and, the and then there was the girl who was, yeah, the girl who was talking yeah. about vaccines, and then she fell over, and everyone thought it was part of the act. <laughs> that was the best because there's because really people like, laugh at first because they're like, "That's yeah, pretty good." Because she's laughing. like, 
God loves me so much. I've gotten all, and then bam, just fucking keels right over. Oh shit. How would you feel if like the best laugh of your career is you just almost dying on accident and you weren't even conscious for it? I feel like I would, I would be living in a shitty condo in Canoga park. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's, that's all that's new, I guess. Unless there's what? more. Are you ready to jump into some issues then? Yeah, yeah. Who's going first? You're going first. Okay. Well, Tab, I was late tonight. That's true. Uh, I had some stuff I had to do. <laughs> God damn it. I just saw the little the little graphic you put underneath me. Artisanal artisanal cheese curator. <laughs> artisanal cheese curator, yeah. And I'm okay. anti-dentite. Okay, anti-dentite. All right. Uh, I had to run to the store, grab some stuff. I went to the grocery store. Um, and I'm at the counter and the guy behind the counter who's about to ring me up is like 70 years old, super disheveled, has holes in his pants. He's like, he's like a uh, name tag is all messed up. And it's like, this guy has been an alcoholic for decades and he is like checked out. And the whole time I'm waiting for him to ring me up. I can't because another older guy with like the worst shave job I've ever seen, he shaved like half of his mustache like, it wasn't like a Hitler stash. It just, it stopped here and then it kind of went. Uh, he also looked a chef and was also elderly and an alcoholic, I assume. Uh, and he's trying to sell something to the cashier. So this is some like back alley deal that's going on at the register while I'm trying to buy some goddamn Trulies. Uh, and the dude can like, when he finally did ring me up, he could like barely talk. He wasn't looking right. Uh, his pants weren't on right. And the whole time I thought of it, I, I, the whole time looking at this, all I could think is, well, thank God this guy's not Batman because that would suck. <laughs> now, uh, last night, they showed the trailer for The Flash. That's right. And look, I like Michael Keaton. I still like Michael Keaton movies. He's a great actor. He can do great stuff. He looks so terrible as Batman right now. It looks so cringe. And that's my issue. Geriatric you gotta say action the thing. heroes. You gotta say the thing. Oh, here's what I don't get. <laughs> Geriatric action heroes. Uh, Tab, what is going on? I've complained about this multiple times on my Me show. Too. Why are we excited for these dinosaurs to come back? I don't get it. Well, we haven't, there's like, it's the classic, it's what's going on in all of industries, right? Where boomers refuse yeah. to retire. Yes. And so you can't get, like, they've tried to put Michael, uh, Michael, or was Jai Courtney. Like they've tried to like start no. a new younger action hero and they just keep like dying right away because the yeah. movies suck. And so then yeah. they're like, well, let's maybe Harrison Ford will do a fifth Indiana Jones movie. Let's bring back Michael Keaton as Batman. And like, yeah. So in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, they brought back Ricardo Montalban after like 10 years after the original yeah. series, right? And he had been doing Fantasy Island. And in the behind-the-scenes featurettes, he talks about how he's he has the script and he's trying to read it, and all he can get is the voice of Fantasy Island in there. Mm -hmm. And so he got, he got a tape of the original show Space Seed, and he started watching, and he's watching his own performance, and he's like trying to, and he finally found the voice again. And so when he comes back 10 years later as as an older con, 20 yeah. years in chronology <clears throat> of the, the show, he's now, he still sounds like Khan. 
Yeah. I saw that flash trailer. My, um, Michael Keaton shows up and it's just like Michael Keaton in any movie that he's been in lately. You know, it's like yeah. Michael Keaton from the other guys, but in a bat suit, he doesn't have the like dour silence that he had in, you know, the 1989 Batman film. Yeah. And you know, you could say like, well, he's evolved, but like it, it really just, it felt like Michael Keaton in a Batman suit, not, an older Batman. Yeah. And look, there you I'm glad you brought up Ricardo Montalban. There's there are exceptions to this, what, what depending on the character, like Toby Maguire coming back as Spider-Man. I'm like, okay, that's like a genetically enhanced human. I can like I can like suspend my disbelief a little bit. With characters like Indiana Jones and like Batman, of course, it's not realistic. They're going on crazy adventures. They're surviving things they couldn't survive. But I I know that I'm like, okay, that is just like a normal guy. He's doing incredible things. And I can spend my disbelief a little bit. But when they're pushing like fucking 80 or R80, I can't suspend my disbelief anymore. There's no way Michael Keaton is walking around in that thick rubber suit jumping off of skyscrapers and flying without pulling a muscle without hurting his back. And I keep, this is the, this is the example I keep bringing up. He's driving the same Batmobile. Mm -hmm. And as far as I know, that Batmobile, you still have to climb in through the top. So I really want a scene where he has to get a step stool because he's too old (laughs) to jump in through the top. Like he used to. It's just the fact that they're older and we have to pretend that they're just as good when they were young. I just can't do it. Sometimes you get a movie where like, that's the whole point. They can't be as good as when they were young, but that's not the case. Did you ever see Harry Brown with Michael Caine? No, but I hear I hear that one's good. It's it's really good. You know, he's like this no. old pensioner and he gets robbed or something, ends up taking out a bunch of teenagers, but he gets fucked up. Nobody was that way. Did you see nobody I, with Bob Yeah, Edgar? I heard nobody was really good too. Nobody's great. Like the first fight in that movie is there's is the bus fight. It's in the trailers and everything. And mm-hmm. the the trailers make it seem like it's a lot better than it is. He does a lot better than he does because yeah. he gets the shit kicked out of him in that fight. Like he gets stabbed a couple of times. He gets thrown out the bus window and then he has to go climb back into the bus and continue the fight. Like, yeah. And the whole idea of, yeah, he's retired. It's been 15, 20 years since he's done it. You're, you're kind of, you kind of go like, all right, I can accept this stumbling blocks but they like they have some of the shots in that flash trailer batman is batman is fighting like he's 22 years old yeah the, the, the jumping down and swooping and i'm like oh come on come on there's no way you're that agile at that age and again i know it's a superhero thing and i should let my turn my brain off but like at so there has to be like it, it crosses the line at that point when they're too yeah. old. Now, like Harrison Ford, he's done it a couple times now. He came back as Han Solo and he jogged awkwardly throughout that spaceship and was punching dudes and shooting without aiming. And it was super cringe. Yeah. And that's a character you could have brought back if he was just like a pilot. He didn't have to do all the action stuff. He just needed yeah. to be a pilot. He's sitting in a chair. He's older I now. Fly he can't ship. Do- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but for some reason, they couldn't help themselves. Like, nope, he's got to run around and shoot people and punch people. And I'm like, no, that's so bad. Uh, I didn't like this movie, but Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. They actually, same same actor, they actually showed that he did have limits because he was older. So when he's fighting Ryan Gosling, he has to like rely on tricks and stuff 
So he has the advantage of like, okay, well that movie did the older action hero, right. But then the same actor acted like he was fucking uh, a superhero in star Wars. And now he's doing it again with Indiana Indiana Jones. Jones. I'm sorry. I'm not believing Harrison Ford in real life has trouble flying planes. I can't, (laughs) (laughs) he crashes them. I can't, I can't accept that he's riding on a horse. I'm sorry. He's not riding on a horse. They're digitally putting his face on a stunt double and pretending it's him uh and same thing with this older batman like you could have done an older batman story but like the fact that he's acting the way he was when he was young it's it's i can't accept it i can't accept it what i don't understand about this flash movie is it's it's an interpretation of flashpoint right and in flashpoint some uh the flash inadvertently saves his mom and in doing so kind of erases all metahumans as we know them so instead of uh the wayne parents getting killed in the alleyway leaving the mask of zorro yeah. bruce wayne the child gets killed and thomas wayne becomes batman knight of vengeance yeah. and martha <clears throat> wayne becomes the joker yeah and so he's like a brutal killer so i is is uh my michael keaton playing batman thomas wayne knight uh Flash no he's Point, just michael he, keaton's batman he's playing 1989 <clears throat> which doesn't make any sense because the the Ezra Miller Flash is coming back from from Affleck to somehow a past where Batman already existed in 1989. But yeah, but by, by by the way, it would have been cool to see Flashpoint, but they fucked up by making the Flash's Batman also a violent murderer. So it's like okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all right. Well, it's not going to be impressive when there's a violent murder Batman when regular Batman is a violent murderer. See, um, I was when they announced Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman. I I thought it was going to be in not in the Flash. I, no, and I thought he was going to be coming back because I think maybe someone had just photoshopped him as the Kingdom Come Batman. You know, he has, has like he's yeah. an old man. He's in this exosuit and everything, and he has this legion of bat robots that can that rule over Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I mean, he's basically Darth Vader at that point. He's all like stiff, and I thought that'd be cool. That's cool, but no, they had to make him fucking action superstar. And actually, um, Michael Keaton in the Spider-Man movie. I thought that was done well because he is limited physically, which is why he relies on like the robotic wings and stuff to do. Like he couldn't take Spider-Man on one one on one in that. Yeah. He needed the robotic flight suit. And I thought that was done well. But yeah, when when they dig out these dinosaurs and they make them do like path backflips and shit. And we're supposed to pretend that it's cool. I'm like, no, I just see a sad old man who wants to pretend it's 1989 again. And yeah. it's embarrassing. And what really, this is like a side thing what really upsets me is like all the nerds that don't realize that these people act in other things. So everyone's like, oh man, I'm so glad to see Michael Keaton again. It's like, what, you, what the fuck are you talking about? Michael Keaton never left. He's in tons of good, the founder from a few years ago. The that founder was like one of the best. Amazing. The founder was one of the best movies I like I've seen in years. And then um, I remember last time this happened was like when he was in RoboCop and everyone's like, I'm so excited to see Michael Keaton in RoboCop. It's like, no, just stop watching goofy shit and you'll see him in good movies. Like he was in uh, what you call it? Um, Larry David's movie. uh, What was the Larry David movie? Shit. No idea. Clear history. Clear history. The HBO movie. Do you ever see that? Nope. Oh man, that one's good. That one's good. Uh, Michael Keaton plays like a crazy demolition guy in it. Uh, He's still a good movie. What'd you think of Birdman? I thought Birdman was fine. I thought it was okay. Birdman. 
I, I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, that's a, that's another weird thing because I did like Birdman and it's him kind of making fun of his whole Batman thing. And then he played an actual Birdman in Spider-Man, but now he's just back as regular Batman. I don't know. It's awkward. I, I just I, the I, Mr. I, Mom reboot. I'm Mr. excited for Grandmom. that. Multiplicity 2. I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, what happened to those three clones? Yeah, the what are they one, doing these the days? The gruff one and the retard. <laughs> that's what that's the name of the movie, the gay, the gruff, and the retard. <laughs> and it's just about their like life and down in Florida. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm gonna review the movies uh on my show soon. The the Tim Burton Batman movies, when you put aside nostalgia and how you felt watching yeah. them as a kid, they do They're not snoozers. hold up. Oh uh, yeah, they do not hold up. Uh like I, I still en- I still enjoy watching them, but on a script level. And the first movie got screwed over by writer's strike, so I'll kind of forgive that. But the second one also has some stupid bullshit in it. Like, you guys were more obsessed with the villains and being wacky than you were about, like, is this a good story? I didn't watch them for uh, forever, a long, long time yeah. after uh, Batman Begins came out. And mm. I want to say, like, in the last 18 months, I finally watched all the Burton Schumacher movies again yeah. for the first time in almost 20 years. And... Uh, I I actually I thought Batman Forever is the best of those four movies because 1989 is just kind of like dreary and long, and then Returns mm. is a fucking slog. Yeah, well, the um, Forever was actually it was going to be more character driven, and then they cut out all the character driven scenes. Yeah. But as it stands, it's still like. Batman is kind of the star of that film. Yeah. They cut a lot of his stuff out to make Jim Carrey a bigger part. But uh, yeah, until Nolan, like Batman wasn't really the star of his movies. Uh, but yeah, so like when you go and that was a, a complaint Michael Keaton had, I think, at the time yeah. when he bailed out of Batman Forever after Tim Burton left. He's like, I don't know. They're more focused on the villains. I don't really care. Uh, so to see him come back. And by the way, that his line delivery, maybe it makes sense in context of the movie. But him just being like, yeah, I'm Batman. That's that's the other thing I hate about. So uh, Red Letter Media did a whole video about or several videos about yeah. uh, Bruce Willis is the end of his career before he was like, I have Alzheimer's and I will yeah. retire now. And he was yeah. making these movies where he'd just show up, do like a day of filming. He'd be in front of a green screen. He'd be body. Oh, dude, in. I watched one of them. I I didn't realize it. I looked into it. He has like a producer friend. Who like yeah. ropes him into all these movies. And I one of them was on Netflix. I forget someone Most he was acting in. Huh? Most of them are they're like straight to Tubi, Netflix, Amazon. Yeah. They're just they're filler content for streaming. There was some platforms. space one. And I'm like, let me check this one out. Cause some wrestling chick was in it. She was bragging yeah. about it. Then I watch it. I'm like, this is really bad. And then I looked up. It's like, oh, this weird producer friend who's also an actor in the movie just keeps roping him into all this shit. Probably taking advantage of a situation. I don't know. Come be in my movie, Bruce Willis, or I'll show these photos of you (laughs) and a a little boy or some crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. But Michael Keaton's still good. I mean, I don't know why he felt the need to do this. Even even weirder because he's still like the vulture and they plan to bring the vulture back. I don't feel like I don't know why he felt the need to return as Batman, but maybe I don't know. Probably the big pile of money that they were. Can you imagine they walked him in there like Michael Keaton? uh, We want you to check out. 
you know, we want you to be in our new Flash movie as your original character from the 1989 Batman film. Mm -hmm. uh, come into this room, we have a script, and they just like a table just piled high full of yeah. money. And then there's well, like six <laughs> script pages, and it's like, here's all the scenes you actually have to film. The rest we'll do with the digital double. <laughs> yeah, no well, problem. That's the weird thing. He was going before they like, before they hire James Gunn and like change the whole plan, he was going to replace Ben Affleck as the main Batman. Yeah. And he was in Batgirl, which got shelved. And his, his comment for that was pretty funny. They asked him how he felt about the movie being shelved. And he was like, I don't know. It's a business decision. Maybe it was a good one. Like he just didn't care. <laughs> but apparently he was also in Aquaman two and they were oh, like, okay, wow. well, we're changing everything. So now we got to bring Ben Affleck back. Cause it wouldn't make sense if Michael Keaton is now talking to Jason Momoa. But like, you think like Sony and Marvel would be like, don't go back to Batman. We need you for this shit. We need you for Morbius too. The end of Morbius, you showed up. We need you for Morbius. Too. Did he really? Yeah. Oh dear. It, for whatever reason, after no way home, he gets sent to the Morbius universe. It's never explained why he just gets sent to the more. And then he meets more. He rebuilds his vulture suit out of different material, but it still looks the same. And then he goes, hi, Morbius. I'm from another earth. I think it has to do with Spider-Man. But then I heard in the home video release, they got rid of the Spider-Man part of the dialogue. So I guess he's like, hi, Morbius. I'm Vulture. Let's hang out. I don't know. It was oh, it was God. so confusing. <laughs> oh, no. What? How embarrassing. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, the Harrison Ford coming back as Indiana Jones is just like it's Disney pulling on her, trying to pull on her heartstrings. Like, remember this series you loved? What if he? Yeah. What if instead of him being like a, a young guy that you can imagine yourself as, what if he was your grandpa? Yeah. And and I know people are like, only he could play him. And like people, I've yes. seen people. Be, I've seen people be like, well, you know, they tried with Solo and it didn't work. I think even Kathleen Kennedy was like, yeah, we tried to recast the character and it didn't work. I'm like, no, that's not why that movie bombed. That movie bombed is because you didn't trust the directors and then you spent $100 million reshooting the entire movie. Yeah, making a And new it movie. still turned out like shit because that's what happens when you have two directors and then an older, an elderly man coming in where these two young guys were and changing everything. It's like a solo, a star Wars story is the most expensive star Wars movie ever made. And it looks like shit, but it's not because it went into the production. It's because they had to reshoot the whole movie. And their, their takeaway was like, Oh, must've been that actor. People didn't like him. Like, no, you just you made know, a real shit movie. You know who people really did like in that movie? The social justice droid. So let's that was actually as the, as the new lady Indiana Jones in Indiana yes. Jones five, which is funny because I think my first appearance on this show, my yeah, complaint we'll was complaining about that, about that robot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that I, she said it. She apparently co-wrote that last Daniel Craig James Bond where they just ripped off siphon filter. Oh, that movie was <sighs> awful. That yeah, movie they was. That movie was so bad. That movie was so yeah. so bad that it like retroactively ruined. Casino Royale <laughs> and Skyfall for me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people didn't like Spectre. I enjoyed Spectre, and I thought uh, that was a good ending. But, yeah, this ending was... I, I don't even care that he died. Spoiler alert. I am the architect alert. of all of your pain. How many architects you thought that was of his good? You yeah, thought I, that thought was good? I thought it was ridiculous, but at least he was starting to feel like James Bond. Uh, but no, the 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 no time to die. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> they should have just called it time to die. 
Yeah, <laughs> really should have been a much better name. Uh, I was so mad that it was literally the siphon filter virus. I'm like, God damn it. A virus that targets you and your genetic makeup. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm ripping it off again. Sons of bitches. Again, again. But yeah, that's my complaint. Geriatric action heroes. Sometimes it's done well, especially if it's a character. I mean, it hasn't been done well with Arnold, but that a Terminator, that's one that could in theory work. It hasn't worked yet. Um, my favorite example is uh, Bruce Campbell in Ash versus Evil Dead, the, the because most series. of the jokes, most of the jokes are about how like he kind of sucks and he should not be the hero. Like that's fun, but yeah, I mean just just get younger guys. It worked for Mad Max. Everyone was fine. No one was. Oh, I mean, a lot of people hate Mel Gibson. Maybe that helps, but no one was like, oh no, they recast Mad Max. What am I gonna do? <laughs> That, that's a good point. I don't, I think I'm in the minority of people that think that um, Fury Road is, is just, is kind of just okay. Not this like amazing yeah. magnum opus that everyone thinks, but yeah. yeah, like they replaced him and it's a serviceable enough movie that at no point in that movie, am I like, wait a minute, that's not Mel Gibson. Yeah. I need Mel Gibson, you know? And, <laughs> and um, yeah, Arnold's another great example that they just, they just keep trotting him out for, to be in another yeah. fucking Terminator movie. Like, this time we brought back Arnold. Isn't that unique? Like, yeah, you've brought him back every single one since fucking Salvation. Oh, uh, like, what was the one? Oh, Bullet to the Head with Sylvester Stallone. And he's like, got to fight Jason Momoa in it. Yeah. And it's like, there's no way Stallone is going to win this fight. Momoa will murder him. The Expendables <laughs> franchise. That whole Ugh. franchise is built on like, what if we brought back all these boomers to be in this movie? And you're just <laughs> like, the, the third movie is so over the top about nothing. And you have, mm. um, you have Stallone fighting Mel Gibson and like, you really want them to just be like, they're, you know, punching one another. And then there's a beep, 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 beep. I'm like, Oh, sorry. I got to take my osteoporosis medicine. Yeah. And then, and then Mel Gibson's <laughs> like, I have to take my osteoporosis medicine too. What are you on? Like, <laughs> I'm on Clovexanil. Like I'm on Clovexanil. <laughs> Um, another franchise that did. Okay. The, the tremors movies with Burke Gunner. Oh, because he, yeah. Because he's the only he's a one gun. that's continued. Yeah, he's a gun guy. So there's not, I mean, he does some action stuff, but his character is mostly a gun dude. It's like, okay, I can buy into that a little bit. And now, and now if he were doing backflips and shit, I'd be like, no, get out of here. I think that's, that's another part of it is that mm. with the advent of digital technology, you know, yeah. I was, I was watching, um, I was watching this video talking about Jurassic Park the other day and mm. you know, that's, that's a movie where so many shots, the dinosaur is like, is real. And mm. because of the way it's shot, because of the acting, because of the sets and everything kind of layers together, even though I've seen that movie hundreds of times, yeah, it still has like tension. There's that you feel tension in those scenes. Then I watch something like the newer movies and sure, it looks great. They can do a lot more with the camera, but it's like that's a mm. digital dinosaur in front of a digital no. backdrop, and they're on a digital icy lake, and they're just yeah. like running and jumping on it. And so they did have a few practical effects in the new one, but yeah, it's like a harsh contrast to the digital ones. Yeah, and so yeah. so part of that, you know, in the '90s, you couldn't bring back Frank Sinatra to do Die Hard. Yeah. And originally he was offered the role of John McClane in Die Hard in whatever year that was, 1987 mm -hmm. or something. And um because of some weird contractual deal and it's like he's yeah. like I'm I'm 90 years old. I can't be John McClane. <laughs> he's like, "No, nah, I'm good." But nowadays you're not 
you're not tied to like the actual body of your actor because it's just, it's just like, Oh um, yeah, we'll put Frank Sinatra in it. Cause he'll put asses in seats. So yeah. we'll hire this young, nobody Bruce Willis as a stunt man. And he'll run around and jump and shoot and everything. Mm -hmm. And then we'll just, we'll take Frank Sinatra into his studio where there are a hundred <laughs> cameras pointed at the sides of his head and have him say these lines. And then we'll digitally take that head model we made and play, mm -hmm paste it over Bruce Willis's head and boom, now we have Frank Sinatra in a movie. And so you can do, you're not, the lack of limitations has in a, in a way killed all creativity because yeah. that, that need to be like, okay, uh, you can't just make a hundred foot tall, a, a thousand foot tall King Kong destroy the city because it has to be a city that's built to, to scale. And we have to mm -hmm. like have the stuff inside of it. And he has to be climbable because he's got to climb on this one. And now it's just like, Oh, we'll just have a digital King Kong smash this building. It'd be so cool. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything. It was kind of cool, but <laughs> um, yeah, I it's, it's gotten kind of sad and it's just, it's just, I'm just tired of the people who like only want to see these types of movies. Like I, I yeah. see all kinds of movies these days. Like I've been seeing franchise movies less and less these days. I still watch them, but they're not a priority for me anymore. What like, I don't I'd understand rather, is yeah. the people that see this trailer for the flash. Right. And they're like, mm -hmm. oh, Michael Keaton's coming back. Oh my God. And so it's like, yeah. what have you seen in the last five years? that's been good mm. that makes you think that this one will be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd came back for the end of Ghostbusters afterlife. And they were the, terrible. Yeah, they were terrible. The movie was terrible. Yeah. They were so bad. <laughs> like, why would you, why do you think this one's going to be different? And look, I love Tom Cruise, but I feel like after these next two mission Impossibles, he's going to start, Oh, like, like I know whatever blood God he sold his soul to, it's starting to wear off. I'm noticing I'm looking at him yeah. like, okay, he's finally starting to show his age a little bit. But uh, again, I don't think you can do that. Like talking about, yo, you can't recast Han Solo or Indiana Jones, yeah. which I think is absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can put someone else in these mission impossible movies. I mean, think about it. Ethan Hunt is a replacement for the original bad guy, the original guy. The original so, teams. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, it's possible. It's just his took off the most. No, I mean, no. it is pretty funny looking back that his character killed the hero from the show. The original show. Which is why Peter Graves didn't come back. He was like, wait, what? I'm the bad guy? They're like, yeah, you're the bad guy now. I was like, what the fuck? No. And they're like, it's all so right, subversive. get John Void in here. Get John Voight. He'll do anything. <laughs> but yeah, there I am. Geriatric heroes. I mean, I'll see the flash. I, I see less superhero stuff these days. I'm still a big DC comics fan and there's stuff in there that I want to see, but I'm not going to go crazy for it. And I'm not excited to see Michael Keaton. So there. Yeah, me either. I may watch the flash on streaming in like five years. If I, if I knew I didn't have to watch it for my show, I'd probably skip it. Like, yeah. like I haven't seen like Black Panther two or any of those other movies. Yeah, African I'm like, I'll see them eventually. Too. I'm not in a rush, and I don't have to cover them on my show. Why do you have to cover the Flash? Uh, because I'm reviewing Batman '89 and Batman Returns, and reviewing the Sam Raimi Spider-Man's leading up to No Way Home did really, really well. So I'm trying to oh, recapture that magic. 
It's algorithmic, if you ask me, Tab. It does seem a little algorithmic. Well, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by... Ooh. The Rakeda News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Tony, um, I've got some news for you here. You know, last last weekend, I guess last night, was it last night? There was the Super yeah. Bowl. Yes. Big, big game. Um, and, and performing at the Super Bowl was Rihanna. Now, I'm much more yes. of a Chris Brown fan myself. I, <laughs> I know you are as well. Um, but apparently she did a good job. His music really slaps, as the kids say. That is the what the kids say. That's what <laughs> Rihanna said. Uh, that was her review <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, she said, officer, he slaps. And they were like, yeah, I know. His beats are lit. <laughs> His all beats are really them. pounding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, a uh, priest has claimed he was tortured by demons singing a Rihanna song in hell. Pastor Gerald Johnson from Michigan suffered a heart attack seven years ago, and he's convinced he briefly descended into hell where he got a glimpse of the fiery torment awaiting him, which involved horrifying renditions of the pop star's hit track Umbrella and Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> That's what they're playing in hell, Tony. Don't worry, be happy. <laughs> by Bobby McFerrin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like the nicest song. He's such a there's literally a part where he's like, whenever you're feeling bad, call me. Don't worry. And it's like, why would that be playing in hell? I guess ironically, is the devil. (laughs) If you play it backwards, the song actually has the opposite meaning. So I think that's okay. It's like worry about everything. Be sad. But uh, yeah, umbrella. Uh, he he talks about in this TikTok. Um, my spirit left my physical body. I thought I was going upward because I thought that I had done so much good in this lifetime and helped so many people and made so many decisions that were godly decisions. But instead of going up, I went down. I went literally into the center of the earth. That's where hell is. That's it just where hell blew is. Me away. It still baffles me to this day. He added. Um, Wait, didn't added, you say this was a priest? Yes. He's why probably, did he go? Why did he go to hell? Yeah, probably. Yeah. probably. Uh, Johnson added that of the demonic music section, there was a section in hell where music was playing. It was the same music we hear on Earth, but opposed to entertainers singing it, it was demons. So he was basically like stuck in a demon karaoke bar. And when you think about it, that does sound like hell. <laughs> that does sound pretty, pretty scary. <laughs> this guy's really into the song Wanted Dead or Alive, but he makes up his own lyrics. Uh, just picturing like I'm sorry I'm picturing like demons from movies or whatever like Pazuzu from the Exorcist like singing Pina Colada if you want Pina Colada yeah that'd be some great shit the devil from end of days singing. Uh, New Jersey has a new bill going through their thing and they're calling oh, it no. the Seinfeld bill I'm uh, sorry, you, sorry if you recall what? that that clip, do you remember the clip from Seinfeld, right? His phone rings, he answers it. He says, no, sorry, I can't talk right now, but give me your home number and yes. I'll call you back. And then the, the telemarketer says, uh, we can't really do that. And Jerry says, because if we did, you don't want to be bothered at home. And the telemarketer yeah. says, yes. And Jerry says, well, now you know how I feel. And he slams the phone. Well, in honor yes. of that, New Jersey has a uh, new life imitating art. They're they're using it as uh, inspiration for this bill, which requires telemarketers to provide their name, mailing address and telephone number on behalf of who the call is made. So New Jerseyans, when they 
pick up the phone, they'll have they'll have to be given the info to contact that person, which is a dream come true for me because it means <laughs> I can finally mail all these pipe bombs I've been saving up in my basement <laughs> to these telemarketers. Um, and I don't know what I'm not familiar with the term pipe bomb. I, I'm assuming that's a present of some kind. It is. Uh, it's a it's the gift that keeps on giving, Tony. Okay, okay, okay. Because I wouldn't want to be on video with you claiming to do something illegal. So I'm assuming that's a nice gift of a pipe that uh, really blows people away with kindness. Yeah, they all say kindness right on the side of them. <laughs> okay. Also, I don't think this bill's gonna pass. I'm just no, like, it I definitely get... won't. And even if yeah, it does, it doesn't matter because so yeah. many of this the phone scams are. It's just data harvesting from some shitbox uh, shared yeah. office well, space uh, in India. Did you watch uh, my, my Alien Resurrection review? I got a spam call from an Indian guy uh, about like my parents' timeshare. They thought yeah. I owned the timeshare for some reason. Uh, and I just started in the video. I just start asking the guy questions about alien resurrection and the, the, the Indian guys played along. I don't think he knew what I was talking about. Um, and at one point I'm like, I'm just like, I don't think you understand the kind of aliens that are in these alien movies. And if I can't trust you with that, I can't trust you with my timeshare. Time I, <laughs> I love fucking with time I, I get spam calls all the time and I just answer them on the show. Which I know you do too, which is always fun. Yeah, actually, so I I switched to this app called Robo Killer that just yeah. filters all my calls for me. My phone doesn't ring as often, and I don't get yeah. to fuck with them. But they had like they had basically blacklisted my number, so as soon as I pressed one to talk to somebody, it would yeah. just auto hang up. And it's like, why don't you blacklist me on the calling side, you fucking worthless cunt yeah. out there? Uh, you know, it's a fun prank. Uh, the prank guy I used to work for, he, he used to do this. He would just call up numbers mm -hmm. and just tell them to take him off their list. And they had no idea what he was talking about. He would just call random people. He's like, take me off your list. I don't want any calls. And they're like, we don't know who you are. We're not calling you. Oh, my God. So I got one last news story here. Black <laughs> alien. I think that should be African-American alien is considering having his leg amputated after slicing off his ears and lips. And if you're watching our stream that we're doing live, you can see this pictures of this dude. This guy has self-modified him his body to become a, a black alien. And he's yeah. gotten two fingers sliced off, his top lip removed, tattooing the majority of his body with black ink. And now he's talking about wanting to cut off his own leg so that he can be more of an alien. And you got to wonder what kind of like fucked up doctor you walk in and you're like yeah i want to be an alien can you cut off my lip for me can you put like weird yeah at some things point, in my head? how evil are doctors that they'll just do anything yeah. like at some point someone's got to be like no i'm not cutting your leg off i don't care how much money you have because if it goes wrong i'm fucked for life i'm good i'm good yeah so he's talking about having one of his legs cut off below the knee do aliens no not have legs i'm sorry do aliens not have legs no, uh, aliens have legs. This guy just has a mental illness, which causes him to like. Are be... you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but uh, if I had to make a guess, uh, this guy is there's and here's another creepy one. So, yeah, that was sent to us by our friend Alex gangrenously. Uh, <sighs> what a fucked up thing. Just, you know okay, what? So Freedom of it. Freedom We've of expression, got, free speech. I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, 
We have a question from Twitch because we also stream on Twitch. It seems to me the only president in the 20th century that the Democrats and Republicans will not say anything negative about is Dwight D. Eisenhower. And I'm curious huh. why this is. All we hear about today is how bad Washington is or Trump or Lincoln. Yet it seems like progressives and conservatives will give Eisenhower a pass. And I'm wondering why that is. Well, I think that is, Tony. I'm not sure. I think it's because he won World War II. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, you know what president I used to say was the worst? Uh, William Henry Harris, because I was like, oh, he died before he could do anything. But now that I'm older, I'm like, you know what? He might have been the best president because he died before he could do anything. That's a good point. <laughs> like, good job. I wish more of them were just be like eight days, eight days and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, then, it's just like, and not, not just like you retired. You just drop dead. Yeah. You know what? We should invade. Ugh! I'm like, oh, good. Thank God. It's the best president ever. <laughs> Uh, I call it nation building. Uh, and he writes, uh, as he dies, like in Monty Python. That's why I'm almost done. I'm just done voting. It's like, who are you voting for? I'm like, I don't know. They all want to invade somewhere that I don't care about. I'm done. Yeah, I'm not voting ever again. Wasting my time. Mm. Well, uh, that's it for... Riketa News Network. We will show you the way. And that takes care of our legal obligations, Tony. But you know what it doesn't take care of? What's that tab? Buying more Trulies so this show can be truly scrumptious like the uh, person in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And if you want to help us with that lofty goal, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, subscribestar.com forward slash HWIDG, or tip.hwidg.com. And over there, you can send us a tip while we're live streaming, and maybe we'll read it during the show if uh, we Ooh, don't nice. fuck it up. Over at Patreon, we have five tiers. We have the one book tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier. We throw the random bits and bobs. We do now and again. Tim and I are talking about a new bonus series to do off and on again um, that's quasi-related to another bonus series that we have done in the past. So okay, stay tuned for that. I don't want to give Fine. away too much. We have our $5 tier where we do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have the $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch. We watch and record a feature-length commentary. And then finally, we have our $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can ask for a uh, special segment. You can get a ask for a format change, add rules to the game, um, ban someone from our voicemail, ask for a special soundtrack to be played underneath the voicemail basically anything mm. that we can do feasibly in the course of the show or in bonus content we will endeavor to do we just did a tim and i actually did a commentary on the 1985 84 85 transformers movie the animated oh, film i that would have been one of my most watched reviews on youtube if it didn't get copyright claimed a day later fucking has bro yeah bitches yeah, uh we enjoyed it relentless um, for as, as, you know, kind of middle of the road as it was, it, mm. it's, it's a really weird movie. Like the plot is very threadbare and lame, but the music yeah. is awesome and the design is pretty cool. So yeah, kind of like forgive it. So anyway, well, and we want to say thank you to all our patrons, big and small for supporting the show without your generous support. We would not still be doing it 325 episodes later. We would not be the longest consecutively running podcast on the see you next Tuesday podcast network. And uh, we'd all probably be in jail. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I got to group me in with that. Uh, I think I'd be fine. 
I don't know, Tony. You're off to <laughs> some wild shenanigans. So, oh no. <laughs> anyway, let's get back into our issues. And uh, here's my issue this week. Here's what I don't get: algorithmic content. Ooh. So I was I was surfing through. I was trying to find something to like just put on for ten minutes while I I was like waiting for something. I think I was waiting. I was waiting to do something for the rest of my day. And so I was like, well, I'll just pop over to YouTube, right? They have like short form content that I can watch real quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am so unbelievably wrong on this. YouTube has turned into this cesspool because when I'm I'm scrolling through, I stumbled upon this one YouTuber, Patrick Willems. You know what I'm talking about? He's no. a movie reviewer. And he is like, he is the Siskel and Ebert of the YouTube age. Just the most pompous douchebag of a movie reviewer. <laughs> I I know the correct way to review movies and this and that. And it just got me thinking about how much I hate. I just white hot hate YouTube mm. as a platform. And the reason why is because of the algorithm. Like if YouTube was just, uh, if YouTube was you making TV, it would be good. But it's all has to be catered to the algorithm. And Tony knows this better than any of the other hosts. Yeah. Um, like I remember when YouTube first became, started getting popular, people were making like little short videos. The, well, mm-hmm. the time limit was 10 minutes. You can only do 10 minutes. And so yeah. people would make like little short form videos. My, the, my still to this day, favorite YouTube video of, of ever was uh black NASA, the history <laughs> of the old Negro space program. And it's like, this is like year one YouTube. It's an yeah. eight or nine minute video documentary style about, the actual black NASA that landed on the moon before uh, white NASA did in 1969. And like, it's hilarious. Like I still think about that video on a semi-regular basis way back 1957, 58. If you was black (laughs) and an astronaut, you was out of work. Like (laughs) I just, I I don't know why I just think about that quote. They were fun. Those old videos were fun. Stuff like Batman um, dead end. You know, there was a short film where Batman fought the predator. That was was pre-YouTube, but no, I get what you're saying. But it it was those kind of things where, so the the thing about television at that point was even with cable, most of your major entertainment was coming from network television. Mm. And network television, you know, you get these shows that people fell in love with, like Firefly or... um, uh, that that's the only that comes to mind, but shows that people had fallen. A in show love that with. was canceled in his first season the is what comes to mind for shows that people fell in love with. No, it's because I I'm I'm going somewhere with that. So oh, you, okay, okay, you, know, you get these shows that people would like fall in love with, but they didn't hit the metrics of okay. Well, you need these kind of viewers, and then you know it's on Friday, so pe- people don't watch TV on Friday, so it has lower numbers. So then we're gonna cancel it, and so and you'd have but. It, these these shows like pop up, people would start watching them and then they just disappear. And sometimes you get them to come back. You'd have the, the success stories like Family Guy where mm-hmm. they made the horrible, horrible mistake of getting Fox to bring Family Guy back. And look what you fucking did. Look what you did. Uh, you have Still around, like, isn't it? Yeah, you saw like Chuck, you know, they were going to cancel Chuck and it's like every season that it was on. And mm-hmm. people sent Subway sandwiches to NBC headquarters and they got the show to continue for for three or four seasons. And like, that was, 
that was people getting what they wanted out of media. But so much of it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, we need a sitcom to replace Seinfeld. Um, Michael Richards is good in Seinfeld. Let's give him his own show. And it plays like for three weekends and then gets canceled. Yeah. Uh, and, and these shows that just kind of went nowhere going in the, in the time, but we need something that will fill this time slot. And this time slot is a, sit- a sitcom. It's our procedural drama. And so they just like the same worthless shit just kept getting dredged up by network after network after network. And you get some networks like CBS where they don't understand sci-fi at all. And so yeah. they're just like, yeah, we're not doing any, we're just, just doing procedurals. Basically we'll have our couple like very milk toast sitcoms kind of about nothing, mm-hmm. uh, but not in the way Seinfeld's about nothing. Like they're just like this guy, this guy and his wife and their couple friends slash brother in law is they're all dumb and zany. And that's so many CBS sitcoms that it's sad. Yeah. And yeah. so you were like trapped in this, like this is what the the common denominator of television viewers want to watch. So this mm-hmm. is what we're going to cater to, like the lowest common denominator. And then stuff like YouTube came along and it's like suddenly you, a person with a creative idea, can create a thing and then put it out there into a world where – there's no filter. There's no less moon vest sitting there at his table. Just like, I don't understand complex dramas. No, <laughs> like I don't understand goofy comedy. That's wacky. No, like I don't understand interesting sci-fi with a unique moral message about like the individual versus the collective. No, no. like you could, if you made something that people wanted to watch, they could watch it. And then the, they injected the cancer and it's just metastasized now 15 years later to what YouTube mm-hmm. is, which is they started, they started making things algorithmically show you what you, what you liked. So if I watched a video about Star Trek, the algorithm would be like, he must like Star Trek and sci-fi. Let's give him more of that. If I watched a thing about wrestling, it'd be like, he must like wrestling. Let's give him mm-hmm. more of that. And so then YouTubers figured out that if they made content that the algorithm liked, it would show up for more people and thus get more views. And then, and it was in the early days of monetization where if you had ads and you were getting views, you could start making money. And then that is spiraled out of control into what we have now, which is instead of like leveraging, leveraging the algorithm to boost your content. Now everyone just makes content that responds to the algorithm. And what that content seems to be largely on YouTube is an asshole sits in front of a thing yeah, and talks about a thing. Yeah. And I realize how ironic that is. Cause that's what this show is. <laughs> but it's weird that YouTube is only like, it's becoming only that. And, and it's just like, it's slowly homogenizing and homogenizing and homogenizing to the point where even if you have a successful channel of where an as- guy, an asshole sits in front of a thing and talks about mm-hmm. a thing, you cannot deviate from that. I remember a couple of years ago, you were working for the Anger Video Game Nerd and you did yeah. Jurassic Park. What's the game? Trespasser. Trespasser. Yeah. And yeah. the whole video was like as if the Anger Video Game Nerd was trapped in the game. And so you, they had like this rubber yeah. arm with the gun. Yeah, the big wobbly arm. And they were doing like a POV yeah. shot of that. And, and and they you like went to an island or something. Yeah, we went to an island in the middle of like the Delaware River. It was insane. 
Uh, and, and, like, and I remember when that episode came out and we were, Tony and I were talking <laughs> and, and it was just like, yeah, this video is one of our worst performing videos this year. <laughs> it wasn't one of the worst, but it was one of the most <laughs> complained about. People thought yeah. there were people, I don't want to say what website they were on, but it's where it's a website that most idiots are on. Uh, they thought that we did the wobbly arm to like, trick everyone like there were people who thought we were trying to trick people into thinking that was actually james's arm and it's like <laughs> no they're like yeah they wanted us to think it was him it's so clearly a fake arm it's like no that's that's the point i thought we spelled that out pretty well that the point the was yeah, yeah that's the joke uh and but yeah you're right we we deviated and then there was another one um they did the one that was all in one shot yeah. And uh, people were very vocal about that one, too. They don't and like when you deviate. And you saw it with my channel recently. We tried to do those shorts. The, um, the Christmas, but if it or Die Hard, if it was an actual Christmas movie. Die Hard, but it was a Christmas movie, which I thought was really well done. People really liked it. The people who <laughs> yeah. watched it really liked it. And it um, did not do well. Halloween, uh, your Halloween. In Halloween of five minutes, minutes did a five little minutes, bit yeah. better. But and the reason that one did better was because I was doing so much Halloween content that the algorithm liked was what feeding you're doing. was feeding into that we kind of it still didn't do as good as we wanted it to do, but it did better than Die Hard because I didn't I hadn't really done a lot of Die Hard stuff leading up to yeah. that. Um, so like so I yeah, wonder, I, I my my question on this algorithmic like the content for the algorithm is yeah. I know, I know it gets views. People watch these things. I, I like, I'm not naive enough. To, I'm not, I'm not like Patrick Michael going like, yeah. why am I not famous? And they are, you know? Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not like naive, pissed off, jealous guy shakes his fist at cloud. Yeah. I, I'm more upset with the homogenization of media. And I'm, I'm more upset with, is this actually the content that, you want to watch as a person watching the internet. Like we had, we had the, there was a moment where the internet was like the democratization of me of information and media. Yeah. And they have, you know, they have slowly closed down every hatch. They've mm. kicked out every ladder to keep that like mass media hold on our culture and just be like, no, you will only believe the acceptable things that we allow you to believe. And we will yeah. do this by not letting you see some unique YouTuber who has a wild ideas about like space and time. We will not allow you to make a little short film in your free time well, and get a million views. Remember years ago, like the most watched YouTuber at one point was some lady who was opening like Kinder eggs yeah. to look at the toys. And I bet YouTube was like, what the hell? We're trying to get like big movie stars on our platform. And this lady, I guess in South America, opened up this candy toy stuff is doing better than all of us combined. <laughs> so they probably that, didn't like that. There was that but, period in when Tim first joined the show where Spider-Man and Elsa videos tripped the oh, algorithm yeah. and it was like weird shit that was happening and they had to lock yeah. that down. And like, I, I part of it, I have to feed into it because people complain about me, like being too safe with movies sometimes, or well, the, this is why Patreon's important because YouTube is so shitty with all this stuff. Patreon. It's like, okay, at least you're paying. 
if you're paying for the content, I'll take less of a hit as if I were to put this on the main channel and it just flopped. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why stuff like that's important because I did, I, I put out a sample for Patreon, right? I did a movie called cannibal farm. Uh, it was Patreon exclusive review. It's a shitty indie movie that no one's ever heard of. It's actually kind of fun. Uh, but I put it on the main channel and I gave it a clickbaity title. Like is cannibal farm better than most Texas chainsaw movies? Cause Texas chainsaw stuff does well on my channel. And it did, it did shit numbers because the algorithm was like, what is this movie? No one else is talking about this movie. You, your fans won't like, it. or if the fans are like, I don't know what this is. I'm not going to watch it. YouTube's like, well, the video must be bad. We're not feeding it to anyone else. Uh, and it flopped. Um, so that's why I'm trying to build up uh, my Patreon and all these alternative stuff. So I can actually talk about not that I don't like, I like the movies I'm talking about now, but I do want to take a risk and talk about something that's not as safe sometimes without taking a big hit from it. Like I brought back my video game show that just like the movie show and it's yeah. not doing great, but I'm going to keep doing it because I actually really enjoy doing it. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know. I, and I, I feel like, you know, Joel brought in um, the Hayes code. Mm. when we were doing here's what I do get November no yeah. hate November and uh and I, I I'm I was arguing about like whether or not the Hayes code was bad and it was it was not he wasn't talking about the Hayes code he was talking about the movies made under the Hayes code that's what he did get and I kind of yeah. missed out on that like I was kind of an idiot <laughs> and um and I I compared the Hayes code of then to like this the new kind of media standard we have now mm. and while to go back to the example of Chuck, right? People yeah. like Chuck, people like Chuck enough to spend $5 to order a subway sandwich to NBC headquarters for no fucking reason. Right. Yeah. Like that, that shows some kind of meaning. You can't send a subway sandwich to the algorithm. No, the algorithm doesn't care. The, the algorithm is, is also because at, at NBC, um, you know, there's eventually you'll get to one man, that's that's like the whole plot of the movie Payback. Yes, yeah. he's trying to get to one man to get his seventy thousand dollars back. Eventually, if you know, if you have a problem with NBC, and if enough people have a problem with NBC, and they get to that one man, they can leverage that one man to get the media that they want. The algorithm is fed by like a team of engineers who all have this like agenda and bias and everything, and you can't mm. leverage that many people. And then the fact that they're like they're hiding behind this computer code that they've just kind of like put stuff into. So I watched RoboCop two last night instead of the yeah. Super Bowl. And I, just, I told people that and they're like, RoboCop two is trash. Why didn't you watch RoboCop? Like I've watched RoboCop many times. I've yeah. not watched RoboCop two that many times, but what made me want to watch RoboCop two again was this whole chat GPT thing. Mm. And they have Dan, they made like Dan do anything now, a break for G chat GPT. And yeah. And because chat GPT has all these rules about like what it's allowed to say and what it, you know, what kind of groups it's allowed to be offensive against and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And 
I said ChatGPT is RoboCop in RoboCop 2 when they like cram the 700 directives into him and he's like, now, kids. Which is kind of fun. Uh, you need, it, is, it is a fun scene and like yeah. they're going in there and he's reading the guy who's been shot in the head as Miranda writes and he's, he's <laughs> lecturing those kids about like integrity and they all run away and they're getting back in the car and he pulls out his gun and he fires like nine times around a dude's head. Thank you for not smoking. And yeah. puts his gun away and you're just like, that's what gets him to draw his weapon. Like Chad GPT is, and then he's all like freaking out later and he ends mm -hmm. up killing himself to get rid of all the directives. Yeah. To reset his brain. Uh, Chad GPT is like RoboCop with all those directives. The YouTube algorithm is RoboCop with all those directives. Like if it was just, mm -hmm. if it was just the things, if it actually worked, right. If I was able to go in there and I watch a couple of hack the movies videos and some red letter media videos, and then it recommended to me, a YouTuber who wasn't a pompous douchebag or a crybaby fanboy who reviewed movies, I'd be like, ah, oh, cool. But it's like, I watch a couple of red letter media videos and a couple of critical drinker videos and a couple of your videos. And it's like, no. Oh, you must also like Patrick Wilhelm. No, that guy's, no. A, that guy's an asshole. I fucking hate that dude. And, but he is the same. Like they're talking about movies. He's talking about movies. Why don't you like this? Well, maybe you'll like Midnight's Edge and Doomcock. They're kind of like no. Critical Drinker. Like, no, they're not. Yeah. They're crybabies. You know what's annoying now? Because uh, YouTube is now doing shorts the, to try to compete with TikTok and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I was looking up. I looked at a few like Andrew Tate memes just to make fun of them. Uh, but I looked up uh, Jordan B. Peterson memes because I was mentioning the the 2019 Black Christmas movie. The like main bad guy professor was inspired by Jordan B. Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Uh, and I was trying to, I was like, well, if only they waited a few years, they would realize that he's just like a crybaby psychopath that no one likes. <laughs> so I was looking up like the funny memes that they did with him and him being like, we'll see who cancels who. Uh, but because I was looking up the memes, YouTube in their shorts are like, Oh, Tony must really love Jordan P. Peterson. And now they're feeding me like legitimate Jordan B. Peterson yeah. short form stuff. I'm like, no, I don't give a fuck about this guy. Like if I wanted to know what it was like to take benzos and cry, maybe I'll watch him, but I, I don't. So like, fuck him. And like YouTube's like, well, you looked at all those videos making fun of him. That must mean you really like him and you like what he has to say. I'm like, no, I wanted to laugh at him. You're not showing me funny stuff. You're showing me his actual opinions. I want well, to see him the, cry again. Then what's going to happen eventually, right? Is they're going to be mm -hmm. like, oh, we got to get rid of all these Jordan Peterson fans. Tony from Act the Movies, you looked at two of his two videos about Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Canceled. It's just, yeah. Because they, they add shit to your profile based on the mm -hmm. smallest amount of uh, in interaction. Like, you pause. Instagram does this where, uh, you know, you're like you're scrolling through Instagram. Like I'm, I'm at work, just killing ten yeah. minutes before the next task or whatever. Like I'm in a waiting room, and and then someone comes up. They're like, oh, hey, uh, hey, Tony. You know, how was your weekend? What'd you do this weekend? And you start talking to him, and you you kind of like you kind of set your phone aside, but you don't turn the screen off or exit Instagram. And it's like you've been watching this reel of dogs barking at monkeys for the last seven <laughs> minutes. You must love seeing dogs barking at monkeys. Yeah. It's just like what the fuck, man. Or you, because oh. I cl I click through a lot to block accounts that post annoying content. Yeah. So then of course Instagram's like. Oh, you love this stuff. Like, <laughs> no, you're you. Yes, I am clicking on it, but I'm clicking on it to get to their account to block the account because I yeah. hate this stuff. I don't know if I talked about it on the show, 
But like last year, there was something weird going on with Facebook. I don't know what the fuck I did, but Facebook decided, you know what, Tony? You really like seeing videos of animals giving birth. And for like three weeks straight, every time I'm scrolling on Facebook, I would get a video of animals giving birth. And of course I'd end up, cause I'd be like, why is it showing me this? And then I'd watch for too long. And then Facebook would be like, well, you watch 10 seconds of that. Here's three more video. I'm like, what? Why are there so many videos of this on Facebook? And why do they keep sending them to me? Yeah. Uh, did you watch the Instagram reel I sent you? The eyeball? Yeah. <sighs> No, I it didn't. Doesn't, it doesn't get stabbed. It doesn't get stabbed. That's all I can say. You know how many people send me eyeball stuff? You know how many fucking people <laughs> send me eyeball stuff? Uh, everybody. As they should. <sighs> yeah. Never let the internet know about your deepest fears, Tony. That's all I'm going to tell you. I know. That's a mistake I made. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's what I don't get is just, is this the content? Is this what you're actually interested in seeing as a consumer and how do you break the cycle? And I think the only way to break the cycle is to, so like I watch YouTube exclusively on my television, not signed in. Mm -hmm. And I just like keep a list of these are the people whose channels that I go check stuff out on and, and very rarely does something else enter my periphery and, and then I'll watch it instead mm -hmm. of, uh, because I, I don't want to feed the algorithm at all. And I want to like give that click a different type of click through the artists I listen to. I, I pay attention to and, and I just, I want there to be another platform, but YouTube operates yeah. at a loss in order to keep any competitor from forming so that the globo homo can keep us all in our little, <laughs> our little pods watching terrible, terrible YouTube video. Doomcock here from the center of the earth and this annoying wow, 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 wow sound effect here to tell you that I'm crying because Star Trek Picard season three is bad. Fucking I, shocker. I don't Fucking think I've ever seen shocker. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a Doomcock video. I don't watch a lot of those guys like yeah, quartering and all them. Out. Huh? Uh, you're not missing out. They're they're just. Uh, I think I think anger video game nerd in 2016 when he was like, I'm not watching or reviewing the Lady Ghostbusters yeah. movie because it's not made for me. And then everyone lost their fucking mind. He did exactly the right thing. That was well, the only way to respond to that movie. Speaking of videos that didn't do well, I did a video that just said I watched anything but Avatar two. Yeah, and it was just a video of me talking about other things I watch. It bombed. Because people either wanted to, I assume they wanted me to see Avatar 2 and share my opinions and tell me I was wrong for liking it, or they wanted to see me shit on Avatar 2. Instead, I just went, I just didn't see it. I watched other things instead. And yeah. it just, they were like, nah, don't care. It's and not, then YouTube was like, well, these enough. people don't care. Yeah. yeah. It has to be either like, it has to be either like hate watching or, yeah. or just gushing. Like yeah. I just, I can't, I, I, I love hate. I love to hate things like organically. I can't fake hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's too, hate is too important of an emotion to me. I can't fake it. Uh, so I, I, I would love to do 10 Velma videos about how Velma sucks I just don't have it in me because I was just like, I watched the one episode and I went, eh, 
I'm done. Like, I just yeah. don't have it in me to bitch that much. It's and most of these things are just they're just mediocre. They're not yeah. enraging. It's it was enraging in 2016 when it was kind of new. This whole yeah. cultural uh, it was on its way. If you had been paying attention, it wasn't really new, but it was new for a lot of people. It was ramping up. They were like, yeah, they were really pushing into you know beloved because, territory. Because now they, the entertainment industry was like, I know what'll stop Donald Trump. Uh, cartoons of gay people and it's like well I don't know if that'll stop him I feel like he's just looking for excuses you could just make a cartoon with gay people I don't know why I gotta politicize it or whatever yeah you can but make yeah, a cartoon with gay people it just doesn't need to be like based on a franchise that pre-exists that doesn't yeah, have it that was the, they started like characters. weaponizing it and it was just yeah. like I don't think we need to do this if, if they started making every movie like a polit- it was a political statement if you don't go see Wonder Woman you mm. are literally Hitler yeah. Who Wonder Woman is fighting in this movie. Yes. But then, uh, no, she, 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 he wasn't in that she, one. But she then, yeah, it's World War One. But it's only for certain movies. Because I think I talked about it before. This is a whole different problem. But people who only want, like, representation through, like, Disney or big franchises. Because, like, the Tomb Raider reboot came out. It's like, oh, that's a female-led movie. And she has, like, a yeah. person of color as her psychic. And it bombed. And no one talked about it. No one praised it. It's like, isn't this what you guys want? And you yell at people when they don't want to watch it. Like, I don't understand. There was it's like, oh, no, we're only reboot? caring about the superhero stuff. We don't give a shit about the superhero and Star Wars is the only ones we're paying attention to. Yeah. There was a no. there was a Tomb Raider reboot? In 2018, yeah. Oh, wow. I had no idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not enough people bitched about it. Not enough people praised it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, didn't hit the algorithm for me, I guess. Like, it didn't hit the algorithm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Ted Burt. And I'm Tony from Hack the Movies. Catch you guys next week. If you want to call into the Here's Where I Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us in the Discord under the voicemail upload. But uh, I've got a very, very special voicemail lined up for us right up front. Ooh. Hey, guys, it's Sage. Uh, I just heard about your loyalty program and uh, voicemail being worth 11,000 points. Um, I have probably given enough voicemails at this point where... Uh, I deserve one of those bonus content episodes. So, yeah, if you could just contact me. Oh, sorry, Sage. Actually, I I had I show here in your loyalty account. Those loyalty points actually expired last episode, so oh. you're gonna have to earn new ones. Yeah, it, it's sorry. That's a policy, you know, from our corporate up above. Um, I wish there was something I can do. Yeah. The best we can do is we can give you this episode for free. Okay, you, good. You know my Discord. Um, I'd appreciate it. And uh, I don't care if it's 75 points per episode. I've been fucking sending you emails and voicemails and shit for forever. So, yeah, go ahead and uh, do that. Otherwise, I'm going to freak out and uh, act like a Karen. More so than normal. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> More so than normal. More so than normal. <laughs> uh... Oh, there was. I swear one of these was about, like, pizza guys. Hey, guys. It's H. 
Go ahead and uh, tack on another 11,000 points. Thanks. <laughs> Great being a rewards member with you guys. Alright, bye. <laughs> hey guys, it's Sage. Uh, Spirited voice, man. Uh, so, they're giving prisoners time off for donating organs, and the prison system, at least in the U.S., is completely privatized and, like, not government-run. So we're literally having a company just harvest our organs for slightly reduced time on something that they decide. What in the fuck is this world coming to? Jesus Christ, I cannot wait for it to fucking end. This, it's this almost is like a dystopian, dystopian future that everyone <laughs> was not looking forward to. Alright, that's it. Bye. <laughs> You can sell your your organs to a corporation to fulfill your debt to society, your debt to society, over some, like, trumped-up bullshit charge that if you you could have possibly just gotten out of if you had the right qualifications. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for uh, for Sage this week in voicemail land. Here's what I don't get. Uh, when online retailers email you your shipping confirmation and you click the little track button and it brings you to their website and then you click the tracking number and then it opens into their bullshit like, oh, your package is out to – it's like, no. Uh, send me to UPS's site. Send me to USPS's site. Send me to FedEx's site because your site is not going to give me all the fucking details. Like, I want to know at what time it departed fucking bumfuck middle of nowhere, yeah. Texas, all right? And the only reason why I bring this up is I finally found one company that I got an email, and it's like, oh, here's your tracking number, whatever. Don't I'm not even expecting it to be updated, but click it, and holy shit, it brings me right to UPS and tells me everything I need to know without going through all that other, you know, fucking clicking, copying, and pasting. It, it's, yeah, more more companies need to do this. What drives me nuts is that is when you so you get the email, it's like your item is shipped, track here, and you click that button, it takes you to their website, and it's like you got to log in to continue. But just fucking put the kernel of tracking in that link. Yeah, I shouldn't have to log into anything. I shouldn't have to click anything else. Just blink USPS one Z two seven blah blah blah. On its way, will arrive Wednesday. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so annoying. Um, do you want one that's in Spanish or one that's not in Spanish? Let me do one that's not in Spanish. My Spanish is a little rusty, Tab. Here, too, the struggle among themselves arises less from inner aversion than from hunger and love. In both cases, nature looks on calmly with satisfaction. In fact, in the struggle for daily bread for all those who are weak and sickly or less determined so, to come. So Andy's leaving like three-minute-long voicemails where the right I, okay. I don't know what he's Only the healthiest. And struggle is always a means for improving a species' health and power of resistance, and therefore a cause of. I think hey, maybe he's doing like an audio book. In the book. process, it's different. <laughs> Seems All like further it. and higher development would cease, and the opposite would occur. For since the shows a different humanity and culture, but he's doing it with a funny South voice, America, so it's funny. Where the predominantly Latin immigrants often is it? the Aborigines on a large. I'm sure that's what he thinks. But it's one example we can. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's almost funny because of how not funny it is. 
It's funny guess- to think how funny he must think it is and laugh at how dumb he is. <laughs> so now that I'm looking at this, I don't think this one's in Spanish. I think it's just like it didn't understand him like it often doesn't. And rather than just putting in <laughs> gibberish words, it put in esto a la que no entiendo. Oh, Google Voice is like the <laughs> worst at translating. So let's see. Let's see what that actually translates to. Okay. Esto es lo que no entiendo. Oh, that is what he said. Oh, no, it is Spanish. It's so obvious that for this very reason, they are not seen, or at least not recognized by ordinary people. So, they sometimes pass I assume by this is the first part as though blind, of what we just heard. And they're most astonished oh, okay. when someone suddenly discovers what everyone really ought to know. Only unusual circumstances can change it. Primarily, the compulsion of captivity or any other cause that makes law did not prevail. Any conceivable higher development of organic... We're going to find out this is like Mein Kampf or something, and we're going to do black on YouTube. It's going to be like, yeah, you can't read Mein Kampf on YouTube, guys. That's the funny thing. Like, would you know any part of Mein Kampf? I only know the title. Yeah. No, I don't. I'm like, oh, what's this book about? A guy in prison? A lot of German expressions there, I guess. Maybe that's why that says uh, esto es lo que no entiendo. Uh, <laughs> if someone speaks Spanish and can understand what the fuck I just said, then can tell, us, <laughs> tell us if that means like it, in the book, it's a German phrase there and he translated it to Spanish so that it'd be hidden. <laughs> uh, boy. Anyway, those are our voicemails. That was Possibly great. Mein Kampf. <laughs> Maybe it was Mein Kampf. I don't know. <laughs> I again, if you were to tell me an out of, like, if you were to read a, a thing out of context from Mein Kampf, I wouldn't be able to know. Unless, it, I, yeah. unless there's a part in the book where he goes, "My name's Adolf Hitler." Like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Call me Adolf. Welcome <laughs> to my book about my struggle. <laughs> I'm here to tell you about how I would like to kill six million Jews in the Holocaust. <laughs> Oh, oh, he had the number predetermined? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't all? Of course, of course yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm not an overachiever. Six will do just fine. <laughs> I realize he had that planned out so much. <laughs> it's all in the first chapter of Mein Kampf. I'm surprised. I, again, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I never <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, well, that's our voicemails, everyone. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Till next time. <laughs> I've been an anti-dentite. I've been Tony from Hack the Movies. An artisanal and cheese curator. Artisanal cheese curator. That's how you spell artisanal. I know you think yeah, but I'm reading there. it artisanal. You're going to get an even worse one next time. 